Would you consider yourself a loud person? Uh, I would. Mm, you would? Okay, yeah, <laughs> probably. Yes. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. I think it's good to be like loud and vibrant yeah, and bold. Yeah. I just can't change who I am. No. <laughs> Gang's all here. Gang's all here. Gang's all here. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Send Me an Invite. This is Martina. This is Whitney. And we have a very, very beautiful special guest. Stop yes, it. we do. <laughs> Drum roll. My new thing is making the guests introduce themselves fully. So tell us your name. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, here we go. Um, Dive right in. How we roll. <laughs> um, my name is Stephanie, and I, I don't know, I guess I'll just dive right in. So yeah. born and raised in Hayes, Kansas. Small okay. town, yes, small town, Western Kansas, which people see that they're like, oh, are you sure? And I'm like, why would I lie about yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like not a thing. It's not like, oh, I'm cool. I'm from da da da. No, <laughs> like I would never make something like that up. Um, but I grew up there, small German Catholic white town. You can guess which category I fit in. Um, but <laughs> I graduated there. Um, I went to college there, undergrad there, graduated in 2013, and then moved to San Antonio and graduated with my master's in 2015. Hell yeah. Nice. And I was studying to, like for my doctorate and I was like, mm, I kind of stopped. You yeah. were done with school. I was you were done. ready to go out and live in the world a little bit. What was I'm your like, doctorate yeah. going to be in? It was going to be in education. Yeah. So my master's is in educational leadership. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, I worked at the university for a number of years and transitioned out and moved to Dallas and worked for another company for a couple years, transitioned out of that company. And now fast forward without getting into too many crazy details, I'm now currently working for an amazing education tech company um, as an implementation manager. So we provide digital lessons and critical skills areas like financial literacy, STEM, health and wellness for students and teachers at no cost. Wow. Yes. So how has coronavirus impacted your industry and specifically what you do? Because I would think that would be a big deal right now. It is. So in the beginning, I would go to different schools throughout DFW and um, work with the teachers and students and implement the programs that we have for them. But when COVID hit, it was like, okay, what do we do now? Students are now doing remote learning. Um, Some of them don't have access to Mm -hmm. a device or internet. Um, they're in different types of family situations and Mm -hmm. we don't know where they're at. Mm -hmm. So in my role, we had to adjust and say, okay, how can we still reach these students and reach these teachers and provide them the support that they need? Because Mm -hmm. it's still so important because they're still in school. Yeah, you know, know, I had actually been wondering that, like what is happening to the kids that their parents are both essential workers and they Mm -hmm. can't sit Mm -hmm. home and homeschool them all day or they don't have a ton of technology at their homes. Right, exactly. It's been... I've been working with a number of different districts because there's just all walks of life in every mm-hmm. single district. Um, and so it's a matter of what can we provide for them. I know, I can't remember which district it was, but they bought out internet towers just to provide that for their students, wow. offered free internet, just so oh to help just to help out because a lot of these students are very, very independent because their parents are essential workers. Yeah. So they'd be at home eight, 10 hours a day by themselves trying to do remote learning. And so our wow. courses help bring in those critical skills that they're not learning in a traditional classroom setting, or I guess now remote setting, um, just to give them a, a chance to be more well-rounded in what we call the whole child. So being able to provide um, like the financial piece, STEM mm-hmm. piece, health and wellness, and give them that education so they can 
be well-rounded so when they graduate they're is ready it, to go is it kids of all ages um k through 12 um there are different areas of my company that we provide courses for college and mm-hmm. for workplaces but my area is k through 12 so we have about 20 something mm-hmm. courses that are in just different areas mm-hmm. and depending on the grade level we'll um, suggest different I don't know, just different courses for yeah. the teacher. If they teach a specific subject, they're like, oh, this is a great, you know, supplement for learning. But, like, all students should understand financial literacy. I feel Wait, like no matter thank what. thank you. Why, yes. don't, why doesn't every district teach that? I could right. tell you, like, what I learned in my home and careers class, like how to sew a fucking pillow that mm-hmm. was the death of me. But I'm very bad with money now. And it's like, why was that essential for me to learn to sew but it wasn't essential for me to learn how to handle financials. Exactly. It is so interesting, and I think it depends on like where you live and what school district you're in and what type of – I mean, I grew up in private schools my whole life, and I remember in fourth grade we learned how to balance a checkbook. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's all of these things that everybody should have the same access to the same most fundamental level right. of education, where it's, whether it's public, private, or anything in exactly. between – I mean, I think that even before, like, you graduate high school, before you can apply for a credit card, you have to take courses in, in order to actually understand that. Because the first thing that happens is you turn 18, you go to college, and what do you get in the mail? Offer after offer after mm-hmm. offer Correct. for a credit card. And guess what kids do? They apply for it because they're like, oh, you're going to give me $2,000 on a Hell credit yeah. card. Sign free up. money. And, free money. And right. they don't understand that, oh, no, you pay back that. And Correct. you pay back that plus some. Right? And then on the other note, there's people that or kids, I guess, that stay completely away from it. And then they get to be 26, 27, and they have zero credit because they haven't built their credit. They right. can't get their own apartment. You can't get an apartment without credit. Without you credit. Can, you know, so I think that's, that's really that's awesome. fundamental yeah. stuff. That's it's, great. It's so important. And I'm happy now that you know we're able to provide that to students I mean because when we were that age mm-hmm. we didn't have that yeah and I'm looking back I'm like oh wow it would have been so nice to learn what the difference between a credit and debit card is or how to balance right. my finances or even financing higher education is so yeah. important because not a lot of students know how good does that feel that you're like actually making a difference in like molding the future I mean I feel like it's something that I was like called to do is yes. like just help in whatever way. And so this is my way of kind of fulfilling my calling of Wait, like just okay. helping people. So I transitioned myself. Okay. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> because I wanted to have Steph on. So me and Whitney met Steph through like, I mean, I feel like multiple Facebook groups. Yes. At this point. Yeah. At this point, we've interacted. In, yeah. 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 We're in a couple of We're Facebook internet groups. Friends. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We have an internet friends. I know. <laughs> But when I was like kind of thinking with everything that's been going on in the news and social media, just in the world right now, you posted a video that was just like gave me chills. I know so many girls that were in that same group as us have shared it. Girls that I don't even know if you're really like outside world friends with, Mm -hmm. but it just like had a really, really big impact. So I wanted to have you come on and like dig deeper into it because Mm -hmm. Whitney and I, are obviously white. I like to identify as tan, but <laughs> oh no, down. Me. she not. does identify <laughs> as a <laughs> box that she could check for tan. It would, it that would be tan. Be her. Yeah. No, but I think like part of what everybody's saying is have the conversations, educate mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to be doing more. So this, mm-hmm. I feel like, is a great opportunity for us to have a conversation and for our listeners to get to hear this conversation that I think will be super, super beneficial. So the video, do you want to explain or do you want? 
Or does one of you guys want to explain it? Why don't you explain yeah, that video? Yeah, sure. So I actually found the audio on TikTok. And mm-hmm. the original video that I initially saw circulating on social media, it was with a black man, a white woman, and their child. Mm-hmm. And it, it, well. yes, yeah. so it went viral. Um, Ellen shared it, all of that. And it basically, the audio clip is saying, check your privilege. Mm-hmm. So you hold 10 fingers up. And as the woman is saying, put a finger down. If you've been called a racial slur, you put a finger down. And it goes on and goes on. And at the end of the video, it says, any fingers left, that's called privilege. And you saw in the video that I had no fingers left. Yeah, so you go through this video, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the first 10, your fingers are down. Mm -hmm. And you can see, like, the anger and the stress with everyone. I can Mm -hmm. tell you were, like, thinking of the example. Yup, that's happened to me. Yup, that's happened to me. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, the lady keeps going, and you're out of fingers. Right. I was watching this, um, I've watched it a couple of times, but mm-hmm. I was sitting outside letting Larry out and I was like, okay, I'm going to put my phone on my lap and I'm going to do this. And mm-hmm. I had all 10 fingers up at the yeah. end of it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is stuff that unfortunately you and I never have to think about. No. And so I, I like getting the perspective. Like one of the things that like blew my mind mm-hmm. was when you put the finger down for, have you ever been followed around in a store? Mm-hmm. Can you think of an example and like share? Yeah. That? So again, growing up in a small town, Western Kansas, um, my particular hometown, I, oh, it's, it's a lot to talk about, um, yeah. because I really experienced microaggressions my entire life. And when I was a kid, it was easy for me to just like push them aside because I was so naive and I had no idea how right. to process these emotions. So mm-hmm. when somebody would say something that clearly was aggressive or clearly was just offensive, I'm like, huh, and then just kind of ignored it mm-hmm. knowing that it hurt me. So one instance that I had, um, I was out of town, still in Kansas. Um, we went out of town and because my hometown was super small, we would always travel out yeah. to like go to the mall or go, like go do a big <laughs> oh, shopping trip. Those <laughs> yeah. So we had a mall and it was called the mall. Like that was the name oh, of wow. the mall anyway, but it was a very small mall. Uh-huh. So we would go out of town to like do our big shopping trips, whatever. Yeah. So I'm going out of town and I can't remember which store it was at the time. Um, Cause I kind of blocked that out of my memory, but I do remember an instance we walked in the store um, in this town and I'm just walking around and I've like picked some stuff up and the lady comes up to me she's like are you finding everything okay and I was like yeah I'm good she's like okay let me know if you need anything she walks away that same time there's another associate that's in the store and that's just like stalking me like I would pick something up like this I wish I mm. wish I was making this up I would pick something up look at it and I'm like oh, I don't really need it and then they would hover over and be like oh you didn't want this and I'm like no mm. I'm good they're like okay so then they would leave it follow me to another section of the store and I'm like, turned around finally. And I was like, what's up? Like, can I help you? And they were like, well, I'm just making sure, like, you know, things stay where they're supposed to be. Oh, my and God. And I'm like, what? correct. I'm, I'm weak. I need to make sure that things stay where they're supposed to be. And you were how old at this time? God, I was like 15, 16, like a teenager. And I was shopping with family. Like, yeah. I have no, first of all, I have no business doing anything like that. But the fact that she just outwardly assumed that... I was in there to steal and I was dressed like a teenager. I mean, you know yeah, how we dressed back then. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, had awful fashion. But like, oh, I was yeah. dressed like a teenager. I had yeah. nothing on me that would 
give off like, oh, I'm here to, to steal. I'm here to shoplift. I'm here to, I'm here to shoplift. Yeah. And I just was so humiliated in that moment. And I was by my, well, I was shopping with family, but I was by myself in that store. Mm-hmm. And I just like ended up dropping everything and left because I was just like, I can't, yeah. I just, I'm not comfortable. Because even what if you found supposed- the best thing ever, you don't want to buy from them. I don't want to buy from them. No. no. And so. Well, and you're humiliated at the end of the day. I mean, it that's, was awful. as a 15 year old, that's all you know and all you feel. And think about the insecurities that any 15, 16 year old feels female feels at that age and then you add on things like that to it I mean I just can't imagine like that level of humiliation and what you would have to almost become like callous to a certain degree to be able to even like continue on without letting those things affect you to a huge degree that's what I've been doing my whole life Mm -hmm. is I been experiencing all of these things and I just have learned which is awful to even say it out loud but like at that time when I was younger I've been learned I've just learned to just be quiet mm. and and just move on from it I'm like well it happened and I'm afraid to fight back because I don't want to be retaliated against mm-hmm. and I don't want to be hurt mm-hmm. by standing up for myself if that makes sense it's mm-hmm. when it's do you battle. feel like that feeling changed because I can't see you doing that now, now. I feel oh, like you'd no. be like the no. fuck yeah. is your I'm like, get away from me I'm like please. I wish I wish you would like, yeah. <laughs> like <drive>. but <laughs> that changed um in college and funny enough I was still in the same hometown but college experience is very different yeah when mm-hmm. you're still in a small town but I that was like the first taste of like a little bit of diversity now I went to mm-hmm. a PWI like it's mm-hmm. very 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 evident but there was still some sense of diversity I joined um black student union and I was yeah. able to join in with people who looked like me and mm-hmm. that was a big thing because K through 12 I didn't have anybody that looked like me outside of my siblings mm-hmm. oh yeah I forgot to mention I have siblings I have a younger <laughs> brother and a younger sister but besides you know my family I didn't yeah. have anybody else that I could relate to somebody that mm-hmm. I could talk to and so college was kind of like my first experience of like learning to stand up for myself and hearing mm-hmm. about you know how people of you know of, that look like me are fighting in this world and continuing to fight and so that is that was kind of the tor- like the turning yeah. point for me was there so. ever like okay so were you the only black kid at your school so you i was and your brother and sister I yeah say. in my graduating class i was the only black female in my class okay. we had there was another guy who was mixed he was uh-huh. half black half white but i was the only black female in my graduating class and then same thing throughout like my brother and sister's grades i was just very minimal at that point you can count the number like on your hands like how many that were in the school and i had a graduating class of about 200 ish Mm -hmm. so did you growing up did your parents teach you because this is one of the biggest things that i hear about from some of my um you know black friends that have younger children Mm -hmm. right now even especially younger sons right now and what they're trying to teach them and the things that they have explained and described that they have to teach their kids about if you get pulled over by the cops or anything like that. It just blows my mm-hmm. mind that you would have to explain something like that to a child. How Did you have those same conversations with your parents or was that like, we didn't talk about it, it wasn't mentioned kind of thing? Right. Um, we didn't really talk about it. And I'll say this because my parents are actually not native to the United States. They were born and raised in Nigeria. And mm. so them coming to the States, being raised by parents that are not native to the U.S. is very it's a different experience mm-hmm. than most have. It is. And so it was never something we talked about, but it was always something that we were consciously aware of, like we are different mm-hmm. and things are going to be different for us. Um, I learned at a very young age that like 
my life was going to be 10 times harder than most and that I would have to work 10 times harder to just get to the same level. Mm-hmm. And so that's the mentality I've always had um, growing up. And also being taught that I am different and mm-hmm. seeing that you just have to work harder and experience that. So I never really had the talk of like, this is what's happening in the world. If you get pulled over, this is what you need to do. Cause I've been pulled over and every time. Mm-hmm. And as it, as we get, as I got older and seeing more and more things in the news and being aware of things that happen with African-Americans being pulled over, um, it scares me every time. I still, even passing a cop, I like tense up and I'll like look at my Fitbit and like my heart rate has shot up, even though I've done nothing wrong, but it's just the inherent fear have of like you, I could be next. Have you had bad experiences with police? Like, um, I know you did the finger on that one too mm-hmm. on the video. So there was one where I was pulled over and it was literally right I drove out my side street of my apartment it was here in Dallas um and I turned and police like just pulls me over and I'm like okay like what did I do like did I not signal and he was like do you know where I pulled you over and I'm like sitting there like with my hands on the steering wheel Mm. and I'm like shaking and I'm like no I don't know why you pulled me over he was like um well I saw that you were speeding from the from the from that drive and I'm like I wasn't but again I couldn't find it in myself to argue right. with him because I was like, if I argue, he's going to pull me out of this car, he's yeah. going to throw me to the ground, and he's probably going to shoot me. Like, that that was my actual thought process. Mm. He just held me there, and I waited there for four... I was there for 45 minutes. Oh, my 45 God. minutes. I'm literally not doing anything. Basically not doing anything. Then he comes back, and he was like, well, I ran your... I ran all everything, and it came out clean, so I guess I can let you go. And you were like, no shit. I was like, that's done. why it took so long. He was trying to run everything he, was he possibly could. Running came everything on to you. make sure so he could find a reason to book me. And then he threatened, he was like, with that, you know, I could take you out right now and like arrest you and and have your car. T-. Like all of these, like, he was threat like basically threatening me. And I'm like, I wish I would have had it on tape. But it's like And I've been But I would have Oh gosh, this was like a few years ago. I was I was still in Dallas. Um seemed 30, so this would have been it's like 27, 28. It was not too long ago. Wow. That's and I've like, been yeah. pulled over so many times because I was doing something wrong, like speeding a lot, as I normally do. And it's never taken more than 10 minutes. No. And I saw something online that really hit me. And it was a, a white woman basically talking about her privilege and saying, when I get pulled over, mm-hmm. the first thing in my mind is, can I flirt my way out of this yep. ticket or not? And that's always immediately okay what officer am I gonna get can I flirt my way out of it or not and for mm-hmm. you to have to literally just freeze up mm-hmm. and like your worst my worst case scenario is I'll get the ticket okay. and your worst case scenario is so much yeah my worst case is I could die yeah. today and oh it's an awful feeling and it's the reality and it's you know what can we do now to combat that and that's why it's mm-hmm. so important to see everyone you know really on this movement for Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing on social media different things that people are helping, and, and mm-hmm. I love seeing the support from the allies, and I, I appreciate that, but it can't just be about sharing things online, Post, and it yeah. can't be about just posting a black mm-hmm. square. You have to do more, and you mm-hmm. have to be more, and it's where do you go from here? Yeah, that's you know? the, the like tough thing right now is where do... like you Whitney go from here where do I Martina go from here where do you Steph go from here like what is the next thing to do yeah and I think that's what I mean Marty and I have had this conversation multiple times Mm -hmm. over the last few weeks and 
you know, it's just about what is our part in this that we can do. And, and one of the things that we've talked about, and I would love your perspective on this, but one of the things that we've <laughs> talked about that I've shared with her is just like continuing to let this be a part of the conversation that I'm having with other people I'm around, mm-hmm. no matter their ethnicity. So like when I'm around white friends and conversations like this come up, you know, to make sure that I'm able to be somebody that is white, that's able to speak to, you know, why black lives do matter mm-hmm. and why why we should love all people regardless of the color of their skin and just speak my positive experience of my black friends and black people that I know and colleagues and letting that be part of my everyday conversation that mm-hmm. I have as this stuff is a topic of conversation. I mean, is that something that you feel like is important and is is some level of contribution at least for what you know a white person could be doing right now i mean it really just starts with your family and your close circle of friends it all starts at home it really does i mean you can you fix that inside and love is the biggest thing that unites us all together and it's like if you don't have that then what do you have Mm -hmm. and so starting those conversations if you hear you know, your coworker, your family member, friend mm-hmm. that says a racist mar- remark, how do you respond? Do you mm-hmm. just brush it off? You're like, oh, they said it, whatever. I don't like mm-hmm. it, but I'm not going to say anything. Or are you going to speak up? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. I need to see my non-black allies continue mm-hmm. to speak up mm-hmm. while we've been fighting and we are going to continue to fight until yeah. we feel as black people that this crisis is over. Mm-hmm. Well, and we have more access probably mm-hmm. to those people that may feel differently than than we feel and they may also feel more comfortable to express that in front of us because we are white right Right. versus they may not express that to you even though they may be thinking it and so what a great opportunity to you know begin to hopefully change somebody's heart and mind bridge the gap bridge the gap bridge the gap that's exactly right so so what are some of the things that within the dallas community you're starting to see kind of take change within yeah. like your immediate life, your yeah. job, your um there's a lot. <laughs> so in my company, it's been we have actually tomorrow we have a fireside chat that we're going to have a panel of um, people from different departments that are members of the black community and we're going to have a company-wide conversation about what's going on and then with Juneteenth coming up, mm-hmm. again those very important conversations. So that's happening in my company right now. Um, my boss is amazing. <laughs> She's amazing. I can't sing praises enough, but she has just been so supportive. She's reached out to me and she said, what can I do to support mm-hmm. you in this time? I know this is not easy and I'm trying to learn. I want to do better. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I seek. Someone who comes to me and says, I want to do better. I'm sorry that I mm-hmm. stayed silent. I'm sorry that I didn't understand this enough, but I'm here. I'm mm-hmm. listening and I want to do more. That's, I That's, think, like the toughest thing, at least for me, because I went to a very, very, very diverse school. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had probably mm-hmm. as many black students as white students. So for me, I've always like <clears throat> thought it just isn't a thing to me. I don't look at you two any differently, but right. mm-hmm. it's important to celebrate you both differently and, and exactly. understand that you are both mm-hmm. different and like make it a good thing and make it like yes i guess appreciate the differences and appreciate your culture mm-hmm. and your background and your culture and your background right. and instead of saying well everybody's the same to me because i had black friends i my first boyfriend was half black so mm-hmm. to me i just don't ever see it that is so that's the biggest thing that i've learned through this is because 
I was the same way. I mean, you know, a lot of my very close friends have been black through college and after college. I mean, I've dated, you know, a couple of black guys. I was in a really long-term relationship with one for Mm -hmm. like six years. And so I was always like, well, I don't see color. I love everybody as though they're all the same. And that's just how I believe. And I know that's what's in my heart. And then through this, I recognize that, oh, but we're supposed to see color. It's a privilege to not see color. And that's something that for me, like, I consider myself, like, (laughs) very (laughs) loving of all people Mm -hmm. and very understanding of all people. I didn't realize that within myself. Like, it takes exposure to things, and I Mm -hmm. consider myself, like, a pretty, like, progressive person. Had no idea, didn't recognize that within myself. And exactly. And it is a conscious effort to unlearn that belief that you don't see color and start to see color because Mm -hmm. it then helps Mm -hmm. you to understand where we're coming from, our oppression, Mm -hmm. the struggles that we've had. So then you know how to act and you know Mm -hmm. how to move forward Mm -hmm. and learn. So I commend you both for the growth that you have and continuing and wanting to learn and Mm -hmm. to do better. So. It's a privilege to be here. I love it. This great conversation. This This is therapeutic. And I just hope that, again, this is kind of the point of this podcast is we have a lot of fun, but then Mm -hmm. we also still, you know, need to have meaningful conversations. Mm -hmm. And I hope that this helps somebody else out there who's listening who may not feel really comfortable going to, you know, Mm -hmm. their white friends or their black friends or in having this conversation. And I think there's a lot of people who, like me, have been struggling a little bit with social media because I don't Mm -hmm. think, like you said, posting a black square does not feel like enough to me. So to me, I've taken a step back from social media because I I don't feel like it's enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's good to do stuff like this where it is actually like, okay, let's move forward with stuff. Let's let other people listen to this and say, oh, wow, I never thought about that. I, I can't even imagine that happening to me in a store. That's something I would have never even thought of because I've never had to think about that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think it, it can be really uncomfortable and intimidating conversations to have because and I when I think about us saying we're going to do a podcast about this, I'm like, man, I hope I don't say the wrong thing. But I think the idea is that if we can all go in it into conversations with a loving mindset and a just wanting to learn and understand mm-hmm, each other mm-hmm. mindset and not being upset or offended or taking it personal when somebody does explain how they feel and even mm-hmm. they don't agree with what you're saying, then I think that's when we start to have really productive conversations right. and yeah. progress. I exactly. think that white people need to be looked at as like little kids right now and it's like the good yes. ones. I mean, I <laughs> sure. understand there's yeah. some that need to be like beaten over yeah. the head right now. <laughs> yes. But the, like, you know, for people like me and you, for instance, it's mm-hmm. almost like you have to look at it like a little kid where it's like, that Start was from bad or that was wrong, but maybe right. you don't know any better. So let me try to teach you and help yeah, you not make exactly. this mistake again or yeah. not, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole point of me doing the privilege video mm-hmm. was to show people that, yes, you see this went viral, mm-hmm. but I want to do it from my perspective because there were still people up until that moment that were like, I don't get it. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. push it aside. It's it's not about race. And I'm like, it has everything to do with race. It is about race. And it so does. when I posted that, I had people reaching out that were in that same category of like all lives matter and blah 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 and they reached out and they said i am sorry Mm -hmm. that the comments on your video i could not believe you mm -hmm. had people you know reevaluating from wow that 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 on a public setting were commenting and saying stuff i am so sorry Mm -hmm. i never understood it by now and if i have ever done anything to make you feel this way Mm -hmm. i am so sorry and i think that 
you did your part. It wasn't about mm-hmm. posting something to social media. No. It wasn't about that. And that's, I mean, again, I haven't done a whole lot of that either. That's just not like how I like to improve and, and I don't know, say and right. talk about how I feel or whatever. But I think that that was such an awesome thing that you did because one, it takes a lot of vulnerability to be able to do that. You don't know what kind of response you're going to get, especially and from going Facebook into it, it was community. completely blind because I'm like, I know the types of yeah. Facebook friends that I have, people yeah. I went to college with that were are, that are very conservative and mm-hmm. you know, very it's a very red state, mm-hmm. and people that were more progressive. And so yeah. I was like, I'm doing this for me, and I'm also going to do it for someone who just there was somebody out there that needs to understand this. And, yeah. you and I'm not doing it for the clout. And mine yeah. with that one small thing that you did that was really a big thing at the end of the day. So very cool. Thank you. Wait, so talking about Steph's activity, Stop it. social media activity, <laughs> yes. let's talk about your physical activity. <laughs> let's get physical, physical. <laughs> there should be a song that plays through here. There, like. I know, I know, I should. Okay, we're working on that. We're not podcast pros yet. Okay? That's okay, no, this is great though. <laughs> so let's talk about physical fitness because yes. um, we... I love physical fitness. I've been slacking since I moved to Dallas, but I'm getting it together. <laughs> Me too. Marty, a year has, and a half ago. Marty has aspirations of physical fitness. I'm, I'm going to get like, her there look. one day. Listen, but I you can intermittent fast like nobody's <laughs> business, and that keeps me. Yeah. She doesn't eat till like six o'clock, and then she's fine. Um, me, on the other hand, I like food too much. So, okay, Same girl, that's why. <laughs> you, oh my gosh, patience. Like, come on. Well, you are the epitome of physical fitness. So, talk to us a little bit about what you do as kind of like your side hustle, yeah. fun. Explain that to us. Yes. So. Oh, I do all the things. Um, so the biggest thing that I do right now, I started teaching spin classes actually in February. So I've only been approved to teach cycling well, cycling classes uh, at Cycle Bar since February. Wait, can I interrupt really quick? Yes. What makes you qualified? Like, could I go to Cycle Bar and be like, hey, can I teach a spin <laughs> class? A and they'd be like, no, oh, honey, you would die. Down. You couldn't so even it make does, it through it does. a spin class. <laughs> I used to live next to Soul Cycle, and Ooh, I used oh. to go three times a week. I don't, okay. I don't okay. speak those okay. words. Okay. I don't no, speak So, um... I actually have been a part of like the Cycle Bar brand community for about two years now. Um, I started as a writer, and I initially worked at the Uptown location. Okay. I was in what I like to call fun employment and <laughs> job transition. So I worked there for a little bit and then moved up to the Dallas area and um, now at uh, Cycle Bar Preston Forest. And I was working there. I was help. I was like one of the leaders there and got to you know interact with different writers. And I was also taking classes as well. So one day, you know, in class with like one of the lead instructors at the time and she approaches me and she was like, hey, like, I think you'd be great as an instructor. Like your form is great. You know, wow. you have a lot of energy. And I looked at her as like, ha, you're hilarious. No, thank you. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I don't think I have what it takes. And then I started hearing it from other instructors. They're like, hey, you should teach. Hey, come to my class. I'd love to like. They scouted you, some... you out. Yes. They, they basically. You know what me. it is? It's your face. You have such a bright, like. Beautiful, like you have a huge smile. Like you. you should be at the front of the room teaching. Girl, class. that's that skincare. But like, <laughs> I um, totally agree with that. But I was like, okay, maybe. And so then we had um, open auditions actually last year, and I went through open auditions, passed, and went through the process of training and getting my life together. Pretty much in that same moment, yeah. um, then I started my new job, and I was like, okay, there's a lot going on. But then fast forward to the beginning of this year, um, the instructor reached out. She's like, hey, let's get back into training again because I took some time off. 
she's like, if you're ready, let's do this thing. And I'm like, huh, bet, say where. <laughs> and so three weeks later, I did my test out ride, which is basically a mock class that we do. And so I brought in a couple of my close friends, taught to them, and then corporate was like, hey, we want you to teach. And I was like, okay, That's here awesome. we go. And so now I've been teaching for the last few months. Wait, and I have so many questions. Yes, so please. Questions. All the questions. Okay. All the questions. Do you get to pick the music? Yes, I basically am a DJ. Oh, so I get to create. Yeah. Like, what's your vibe? Oh, gosh. So if any, if you were to ask anybody, they're like, oh, Steph's kind of eclectic because mm-hmm. I will go from like rap, hip hop to like EDM, like the beats that just hit hard mm-hmm. and like I'm like let's go something with like a good like, rhythm yes and I'm all about I'm all about rhythm and the cycling studio we are rhythm based cycling so we are riding to the beat of the music so oh that's my so, favorite so that's it's my so favorite. important that like the music just makes sense it and it does. flows and so the biggest thing that they taught us it's like tell a story with the music that you pick so I will sometimes I'll be in a mood and I'll just like yeah. throw random stuff together yeah. and be like Ellie in class I'm like hey sorry I'm in a mood but like <laughs> this is what you get and it's just like I've got just trap that. music I've got rap I've got hip-hop I've got like a slower song like I love but that. it just it just makes sense and so my vibe is just kind of like different types of music that are just in one big playlist now do you generate your own choreography for it as mm-hmm. well right and so okay. I actually do not plan anything ahead. So I will do the playlist and then go into class and just go. I don't plan out like, okay, I'm going to do choreography and this song, I'm going to do this and that. I just go. And that's something I've learned over the last few months is wow. if I plan every detail, it's not going to be a great class. No. But when okay. I'm going in there with a feeling and not yes. thinking about it, it and comes just, natural. It for comes you. naturally and it's just a feeling. I would compare, and I'm sorry for saying soul cycle, but no, you're fine. spin class in general, because <laughs> yeah. I've been to other spin classes to a drug i've gone in there me and my old roommate were in a fight with each other weren't speaking we had the same soul cycle (laughs) schedule (laughs) we walked into this class we were scheduled on the bikes next to each other we were riding riding the music's on by the end of the class we were looking at each other laughing we were like i love you like yes don't you love that yeah it's a release it's a good release it really is I mean, I did it in life at Lifetime mm-hmm. in Cyprus, and when I lived in Houston, and they had the best spin class. And now, granted, it was the first time I'd ever really done spin, sure. but it was all to the beat. It's all it's a you are a true community in there. It's like a party, but you are working your tail. I like off to say party on a bike because yes. that's yeah. what it is. I mean, in the community, like you mentioned, it is so good to have a community there I, yeah. and I'll say every time in class I'm like I just love this team I love this yeah. community yeah I mean the writers all know each other in our studio everyone chats mm-hmm. I mean now it's a little bit different with social distancing and everything right but prior to that I mean we would just have like big like parties and fun things like we would do like a wind down Wednesday mm-hmm. flashback Friday That's what um, I miss so much Sunday brunch that. so we would like oh. have like a little like setup of like mimosas and like things from I think we had corner bakery across so we yeah. would bring in yeah we're coming to your spin class I had one best cut your first ride is free oh is it <laughs> yeah it oh is. my gosh it is so my best spin class ever was they did uh queen theme and it was all oh. queen songs start to finish my worst spin class oh, was on a Friday at noon, and it was oh. me and all the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, <gasps> and I wanted to 
Oh, how did that no. all and how did that even no. happen though that you got in a situation where it was you and them? I think it's because like they had that scheduled as their like team class or whatever, oh, wow. and it was right by my house. So I was like, okay, Friday at noon. Not sure. a lot of people can do those daytime classes, exactly. and I realized very quickly, and I was like, I hate myself. I can't look at all these girls noon, right now. Noon classes historically do pretty well, just really? because everybody like. I mean, that's my favorite time to work out. Yeah. So. I will take a noon class, whether it's a spin class or my own other workouts that I do. And I'm just like, it's a great break in the day. Yeah. Because I'm working, working like eight to noon, work out, mm -hmm. and then finish out the rest of the day. And it's so nice. What so other nice. workouts do you like to do? So I'm also a member at F45, which is the studio I go to is in uh, Plano at Willow Bend. And they are, <laughs> that community is amazing too. And I'm a big, big proponent of like community-based mm -hmm. workouts. And so... Going there, I instantly felt like I was already part of the family. And so I go pretty much every day at noon, unless I'm teaching classes, then I'm like, listen, that's a lot of working out yeah, for one day. Yeah, um, but F45 is basically um, oh. circuit. Okay, you yes, know. Yes, I've done yes. F45 in Houston too. I've done it all. I, I love like, it all. Yes. Any group, fitness, <laughs> anything, I'm super into. Yes. Some of my really great friends have all come from It's it. funny. Have you guys heard of Hotbox or Hot? Hot works. Hot, Hot works. works. Hot yes. Box. Yes. Well, well. Sorry. And that was our next transition, transition. topic, actually. <laughs> Hot works. Hot works. They opened one in Addison, I think. Have you guys they ever did. been to them? I signed mm -hmm. up initially, and then I was like, just kidding, and so I yeah. never went. Well, but... that's what I do with every workout. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not if you come to my spin class. No, you'll, no, you'll, no, you'll no. come through. I'll we'll be through. Oh, I'm too. so excited. Um, tell us about your Instagram takeover. Yes. So Instagram takeover with Cyclebar, they are featuring, so with everything that's been going on with the social injustice, they really wanted to focus on the black fitness instructors that they have within their brand. And so I was chosen out of nine kind of like, not really, I wouldn't call it a test. It's more of a, we're just kind of like the pilot. Not, initiative. Uh, initiative. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's call it initiative. Okay. Um, and basically we are to record kind of a five to 10 minute video sharing our experiences being black in the fitness industry, how we are overcoming that or what are our struggles, yeah. experiences, and then just like share words of wisdom, that sort of thing. So my day will be on June 24th. Uh, my video Which is tomorrow if you're listening to this on Correct. Tuesday. Yes. If you're not, you missed it. You missed it, whoops, <laughs> it's okay. Um, and so I will basically be recording um, a video and I actually have not planned out what I'm going to say yet. I was going to say, do you know what you're going to say yet? No. I'm super nervous. Sorry, <laughs> so it's going to... But I did, I started writing out kind of like a draft of like topics I want to hit on or yeah. kind of a flow because I don't want it to sound like choppy, yeah. but I also don't want to sound scripted. Super rehearsed. Mm -hmm. Correct. Totally. It, because, you want it to be from your heart, which it will be, it but will be. sometimes an outline really helps. And that's exactly what it is. So I have an outline kind of like what I want to highlight and touch on, um, but I'm excited. So there was one that was released... I guess since they're gonna be listening to it next week, it was released last week. <laughs> uh, that like was on the page, and I, ended I up, and I ended up watching it. And it was uh, one of my good friends. Um, he teaches at Cycle Bar in Fort Worth, and his story. I mean, and y'all take the time to go onto the page mm -hmm. and watch it. I'm just, I was floored because, mm -hmm. yes, I know him, but his experiences that he's had. I mean, he. I'll just share a little bit of it. He was driving um, on the highway, and there's basically someone who was like threatening to like 
cut him off or something in that sort. And so, you know, he's driving and driving and like the guy was on a motorcycle and he's like, roll down your window. So he did. And then like the guy like pulled out a gun and he had to like slam on his brakes. Yes. Just, and he threw out racial slurs to him. It's just like, but this just happened this year. Oh, and it's one of those things. It's like, Mm. really? Yeah. Like this is, this is the reality. So I'm excited to be able to be a part of this initiative and, mm-hmm. and share my story and and, and it's it's and a good testament for Cycle it Bar is. and what they're doing as a company because you know again it's not going to solve the world's problems but that's yeah. not what anybody should be focused on. We should be focused on what is the contribution that you can have individually as a company as a owner of a company. I mean, and I think it that is. that's really cool to see the the steps that they're taking. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed with the way that they are, you know, reacting to this if yeah. that makes sense. Um so we'll see what else is in store. There will be other people who will be featured throughout the week, so Awesome. Tune in, check so, it out. And speaking of social media, oh yes, I've been waiting for this moment. This, I'm very. This excited. is what I've been dreading, but they've I, been waiting for it. Okay, so. I'm actually really enjoying this because normally the dating hot seat is <laughs> yours truly, and for the first time, we are going to have somebody here to talk about <laughs> dating life. Can you pour me a little more wine? And it doesn't have anything to do with mine. I'm going to need more wine no, as well. No, so, so. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me just give a little background. So yes. I think the first group that we became connected in was Dallas Girl Gang, mm-hmm. and then Dallas Wingman jumped right in. You were so good at like interacting with people, engaging, yes. bringing some of the like, crazies to light, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, admin, add her, I need some help. <laughs> And you've been well, we got movie. wild for a while, oh and I was God, like, yeah. I reached out and I was like, "Girl, I got you. Like, oh let me know." God. And you, know? you have been such a big help. You have no idea. Um, but being one of the most beautiful single girls in the group, don't <laughs> snort. It's true. <laughs> You're uh, somebody that can't take a compliment. Yeah, I, I kind of am, and I'm. I, I am too. It's <laughs> totally okay. I can take all. She the can take them all day long. Me, I get very uncomfortable. I, I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's true. I mean, we've had girls tagging you in guy posts, being like, "Hey, are you free stuff?" Right. I'm like, okay. But yeah. you yeah. have had. Did you see that? Yeah, that I was can, yesterday. I don't know yesterday. if I did. Yeah, I got. So there's a guy that was posted in the group by another member of the group, and she was being a wing woman which was fine Mm -hmm. and I did not react to the post Mm -hmm. I I'm a very silent admin Mm -hmm. I'm like silent but deadly because Mm -hmm. like I'll go in and I'll delete stuff if it's like it makes me mad I'm like no we're not doing that and (laughs) so I saw the post and I was like okay cool like kept going I ignored it and then she tagged me again the next day she's like where are you and I was like whoa whoa I didn't say I was interested, but she like put her on blast. Basically, was like, I think you'd be a great match. Mm-hmm. Like tagged her, didn't tagged even her. like. It's not like they were interacting. Like, like if I, it was a message, I would have been like, oh, like I appreciate. Like we would have interacted yes. that way, but it was not a. It was a public on the a comment, you. and so I was like, okay, like I don't know how to handle this, yeah. and so I was like, hey, like I appreciate that, but like I am talking to someone, and so she didn't respond, but the guy did. No, and he basically said that talking is not a sense of commitment and that I should be seeking out my other options. Oh. Like, take the L. Take the L. Take the L. Take the L. Like, I friend. said I was talking to somebody. I'm trying to be nice because this is a public forum. Yeah. 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 But you went there. And so then he proceeds to add me and DM me. 
All right. So and then he, <laughs> he's confident. He's, very confident. Uh, he's resilient. And he started off by saying that he was looking just to network and to talk about our similarities in education. You know how many times I have been told that? And I have Man. fallen for that before as no, when it, I was an agent, when I, I was an owner. I yeah. saw right through the BS oh, because yeah. I knew. Because I already was like, mad oh, at okay, sure. I was already turned off by the comment. And so yeah. then I'm like, okay, now we're just, this is just going to be. Trying too hard. Correct. Yeah. So I was like, cool. Like, I was like, hi, thanks for reaching out. Like, I was very corporate. Yes. And I was like, corporate. Oh. <laughs> will, Dallas <laughs> I will I will reach back out to you later yes. after this meeting. So after my meeting, I went back and I was like, this is what I do for my company. And then I was like, and then I said, just so you know, I want you to be clear. I want to be clear with you that I'm not looking to do anything beyond networking. He's yeah. like, I was like, I hope you understand. And he was like, well, yeah, I guess. Isn't that part of being rejected? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not going to respond to you. Oh, like, my I there's goodness. nothing worse than a guy that's like salty about like so rejection. They can't take a no. Just, I mean, it happens, guys. There it's okay. There are so many amazing, beautiful women in this group. I mean, there, there, are. Were, there were women that were commenting on there saying, I would love to get to know you. Yes. I'm going to DM yeah. you, whatever. They're open and available. I am not. Okay, well, I then, was not to him so, anyway. So prior to this, though, yeah. you have gone on how many dates from that website, too? Two. Or I'm sorry, from, it sounds like <laughs> weird, from the website. That sounds weird. I'm sorry. From the Facebook page that we've created. Okay, so two dates. Two dates, yes. Um, I went on one, what was it? It was like a week ago, a couple weeks ago at this point. Okay. Um, it was a one in done type thing okay that sounds really awful no that's okay like, so you go on the first date I don't know what kind of details you want about well, this well what I would I, like to know what would is, you like to know so you go on this first date yes. wait before you get to that part okay. I want to know how it was initiated he messaged you you messaged him yes how was it like similar to a dating app where you go yeah. back and forth and then plan the date yes so he reached out to me via DM so I had to like check like the message request or whatever and he was like you know, I saw your bio because I had posted my little like intro thing mm-hmm. like early, like way, way early when, like, when the group was like under 200 people. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he was like, I saw your bio. I'd love to get to know you. And I was like, sure. Like, why not? Yeah. You know, I was, I'm, and I'm still open to all of that, but I'm also low key picky. Mm. So I went through okay. and, you know, we chatted back and forth. We had great conversation. And then he decided, you know. Let's have a phone conversation just to like see if we oh love well. that. Okay. And I think somebody had posted that earlier, maybe in the group, something about like phone conversations versus text. Or mm-hmm. so yeah. I was like, that's a really interesting take. But I was like, sure. So wait, Larry, <laughs> I know you're upset about stuff talking about other guys, but you My need to bad. sit down. I will give you the attention later. Larry likes stuff right now, so <laughs> big he's crush. a little jealous. <laughs> big crush, huge and I'm, crush. I'm all the way here for it. So. <laughs> Um, we had our phone conversation. It was about an hour, hour and a half. So I was like, that was a pretty solid conversation just to get to know each other. And then um, he was like, you know, I'd love to continue this. And like, let's go to like dinner and drinks. So I was like, sure. So we go and we meet in downtown Carrollton. So I live in Carrollton. And funny enough, I'd never been to downtown Carrollton. I <laughs> wow, lived in Carrollton okay. for four years and I've never experienced downtown. Yeah. So we met there. Um, and he brought me flowers, which was super oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Love that. Oh. Yes. Don't we all love that? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, More flowers, guys. More and flowers, guys. You don't do was, it enough. Exactly. <laughs> what was so sweet about it is that the flowers that he gave me, um, he had researched and they were like native to Nigeria. And I told him that. That's oh. sweet. And I was like, come on now. Like, that's love so that. sweet. Right? Props to you, dude, who we know is listening to this. Yes, Way to go. He, we, we're not going to name you, but you know who you are. Yes. He knows exactly who he is. So <laughs> wow. went out to dinner and it was fine. Um, conversation, again flowed well but I knew 
almost immediately in that date. Yeah, that it was you just, can tell. The there wasn't a romantic connection. So tell me right. what specifically do you identify? Because <laughs> me, I mean, her face right now, you guys can't see. And you don't, okay, so no, you, no, you no. Could speak I, in I, I want to be, I want to be careful because I don't want it to come off as like me being like shallow. But it's just like that's just the name of the game. Like, like you, physical you like, attraction. Was you like what you like. Yeah, yeah for okay. sure. That's um, fair. That's and very fair. The biggest thing, so our conversation flowed, but it was just very surface level, uh-huh. um, and like I just didn't feel like we. The same level dive, of depth. We, yeah, we didn't yeah. dive into anything. So, yeah. and I get it's a first date, and I don't expect that. Yeah. But it just, it was very just and like you know what? basic for you me. You knew it wasn't the connection wasn't there. there. The connection Simple. wasn't there, and yeah. maybe I'm just gonna say it, and I, if I get heat for it, that's fine. But I mean, I'm five foot seven, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. See, Brilliant. I can't relate to that. Oh, I can. You, you <laughs> both can relate to that. You're. Five. You know, to be honest with you, my right leg is five six and my left leg is five seven. I can't. <laughs> I swear to God, look at. Wow. Wait a second. Yep. Oh my gosh, there's yeah. a little bit of yeah. And it's it's because like I stand on my right leg a lot, but that's yes, neither you here do. nor there. Whatever. See, I'm 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 five three and a half, five four, whatever. So I don't necessarily have that same issue. However, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like a little, you know, I like someone yeah. towering over me just a little bit, I guess. Exactly. And at the end of the day, I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to, and I, it was the biggest thing for me. I'm not going to lead someone on. And yes. so I told him after the date, I was like, you're amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate the flowers, but Aww. I just did not get the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to lead you on. And I just think that's so important because yes. we are in this culture of ghosting. Ghosting. And I can't, I, that is a pet peeve of mine. And again, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm perfect because I've ghosted people before. Yes. But I have also grown We've from all that. done We've it. We've all done at it. At some yeah. point. But it's so, and understanding how much it kind of hurts mm-hmm. being ghosted. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you think that there's a connection there or you think that there's something going to happen and then it just drops off. Mm-hmm. So I told myself any, and gave myself this deadline. This was a couple years ago and I said, I'm never ghosting anybody again. Yeah. And I'm going to just be upfront and honest because... Because you're not going to talk to them again anyway. So right. you might as well give them that respect. Exactly. And... and he was extremely respectful in his reply. So, I mean, I've enjoyed seeing people hype him up in the group. Yeah, and I'm like, good. yes, because he's a good person. Yeah. So. Um, and then the second one. <laughs> so I went on two dates with this one. Um, Ooh, okay. Yes. This particular person was not as active in the group. So he, you know, just, you know, had posted. So I can't remember who posted the, the ASL thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it was an ASL type thing. And that's how I kind of found him. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I like, all I did was like, like his like post. Yeah. And then he like followed me on social media. And I was like, okay, like, mm-hmm. that's cool. I'm like, yeah. Awesome. And so he reached out. Yeah. How all good love stories begin these days. Yeah. I followed your mom on Instagram. Like, (laughs) that's what it was. So um, he reached out to me. And again, we had our, we were talking every day. And it was, it moved very quickly in terms of like the first date. So first date, had the first date, we went to um, Yard House in Addison. I mean, Very cool. honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Yard House is like one of my favorite places, oh my and God, so I I'm like, like I don't, I, I understand it's like you know more of like the the big brand restaurant, but I'm like, it's still good. It's I don't care. So good. I love it there. So we yeah. went there just for happy hour and, and all of that. So it was very very chill. Um, but everything went well until like. The end. At the end of the first day. End of the, the first day. I don't know if I should. Should I share this? Yes. Or not share, this? share it. If it comes out wrong, I'll edit it out. Okay. 
So basically, it just ended awkwardly. I'll leave it at that. It was it, one of those, you know, like, I where went, you, one goes in, one doesn't oh, go in the right. same way. Yes. A little head turns, not the yeah, right so vibe. I, <laughs> no. I kind of so turned funny. and I was like, oh gosh, this is really awkward. And then he's like, let's try again. And I was like, okay, I'm going to hug again. And I was like, all right, this is, we got to, we got, I got to go home. So, oh. but I was like, and I was telling, I was telling Martina this, I was like, um, I think I'm just, I'm going to give him another chance because I can't, I couldn't really feel like, I couldn't, I didn't know where I was at yet with that. You weren't I was like, sure. Yes. I wasn't sure. And I was like, let me give it another chance. Totally. So Good we for out, you for doing that. Yes. So we went out again. Um, we went to Gloria's, which is also another fave. Hell oh, yeah. Okay. We those margaritas, y'all. Just yes. a side note. Oh, we know. Two, yeah. I had two margaritas and I was like, hold on to Hold on. Exactly. But I also don't drink that often. As you can see, I've got a glass of wine. I'm still drinking. It's fine. Well, you're with uh, two borderline alcoholics. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm not mad at Just, it. You know. so, um, so we went out there and it's great. And then he did kiss me on this one. <gasps> So it, I, you, there was, was no, like, there was, was no, like a make out kiss. Was it, like, it was not. No, amazing. It was like one of those like it was like a <laughs> like a couple of, like, you know. It was I like, was like, okay, that's like a, it wasn't a make out session. Let's say yeah, I'll leave it at that. Very respectful like a wedding second kiss. date kiss. Like a wedding. more than a pack, but less than a make out. Yes, that makes wedding sense. Kiss. Yeah, okay. exactly. And so I was like, okay, like great, bye. Hmm. And like I sat in my car like after it, and I was like. I felt nothing. <laughs> and I was like, this sucks because he's also a great guy. But I'm like, I feel nothing. And I'm, again, yeah. not going to continue to lead him on. So I yeah. messaged him after and I was like, hey, I hate to do this, but the sparks weren't there. And I said sparks this time. I was like, the sparks weren't there for me, which was true. Like, yes. I was not going to continue dating him knowing that I had nothing there. And I gave it a second shot because I was like, let me just make sure I'm not like clouding my own yes. judgment, if that makes sense. Because sometimes I tend to do that. For sure. But I, I was get like, all in my head. I do. And so yes. I, this time I let everything down and I was like, I truly did not feel. Do you think he felt it? Yeah. Yeah. Because so. yeah. Um. He, he told me that he like enjoyed the night and like enjoyed the kiss. And I was like, oh, no. <sighs> I'm sorry. And you were like, not so much. Yeah. And I, and I felt like an asshole, honestly. But at the same time, like I was honest with myself. Okay. Yeah. But fast forward, now you're talking to someone. So <laughs> where did that person come from? So that person actually came from Hinge. Oh, love it. I love a good Hinge success so, story. I've never so had So it's very, very, very new. Um, we've been talking for like a little bit. Haven't even gone on a first date yet. The first date okay. is Saturday. Oh, okay. we got to have an update after so that. So there will be an update. I will share. So, But again... You never know. You never know. Um, yeah. I'm still open. But again, I know what I'm looking for. And so... That's why, again, kind of going what back to that. What are you looking for? I am dying here. Wait, this. can I go live on the group? Yeah. Go. I think that we should do this while we're podcasting. Oh, yikes. Um, hang on. Let me, face, let me turn this around. It says it's starting the live video, so I don't know. Oh, it is. Hi, group. This is Martina. I am doing a podcast with Miss Steph O. Hello. And Miss Whitney Black. Hey, guys. And I just was asking Steph O, what is she looking for in a man? Because we were obviously talking about our favorite group. Okay. So back to my question. Steph O, what yes. are you looking oh for in a guy? Okay, so I'm looking for someone who has kind of like the same um, moral compass, moral values as I do. So I'm a Christian, so that's first and foremost so important. Same. Yes. Um, someone who enjoys working out but also enjoys like drinking and having a great glass that of is, wine. But here's the thing. It's We're balanced. soul sisters. Like, this is what I'm it not is. looking for like some like ripped guy. Like I'm not yes. into that. Like, 
No, I'm not about that. Would life. you turn it down though? I wouldn't turn it down. But, <laughs> but, it's, but he has to have balance in his life because trust me, I've had the opposite and exactly. it's so boring. Exactly. Yeah. Um, great sense of humor. Yeah. Um, someone who can just like, I don't know, someone who actually like understands love languages. And so my... Oh, because don't I've been in, talk to us. Don't get us started okay. about love languages. Thing? Oh, we, no, have, we love We it. are what what very... Um, so top two, quality time, physical touch. Me too. And I'm words of affirmation, quality time. Her, see, quality. This yes. is quality time, and this is amazing. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone who understands that, and then in turn, I will also understand theirs. Um, but those are just the basics. There's so much more that I could go into, but I'm going to leave it at that because I had to keep y'all guessing. Okay, yes. but physically, what are you looking for? Or are you somebody that's like, I don't have a type. I don't oh, have I gotta, any. I have a type. Tell so us your type. I have a type. So I like guys again five seven so I like I like to feel protected I like to feel like safe and all of that um mm. dark hair dark eyes basically yes. you just, <laughs> basically she just described I, Marty's boyfriend I, so. I did whoops I'm oh. sorry I know he's I just love to show him off yes who wouldn't I mean yeah. it's all good but I yeah know. so basically Marty's boyfriend <laughs> Well, don't we all? Right. <laughs> I'm taking off my hoodie because I feel like I look like a bum right now on this Instagram. Oh, I'm not sweating because we we're got talking this about no, Well, I am sweating because we're talking about Kenny and he's we a, he's and a hunk, like, so. Yeah. And we've had a lot of, little bit of wine. Just a little. Okay. So, yes. group, um, we are going to finish our podcast. That was my first time ever going live on Instagram. I've never gone live never. before. We had a lot of people on there, well, right? We had like well, 20-some well, people yeah. watching. Yes. Um, all right, Steph, we are actually going to wrap it up. So, but seriously, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. I know this is like, we mm-hmm. usually have a very lighthearted, funny podcast, and I know this is not necessarily the most lighthearted topic, but mm-hmm. it's so, so important that we talk yeah. about it, and it I'm is. really glad that you were down for the cause. Yes, yes. and yeah. thank you for having me on here. Yes. I think I've never been on a podcast before, so this is very exciting, it's but I'm also being able to just share this with you all, yeah. and hopefully mm-hmm. somebody out there yeah. learns something from it and just moves forward okay with this. wait one last yeah. thing have you ever seen pretty woman no <gasps> which is like really i know it's a, it's a crime i know that okay i'm well, aware <laughs> i want to go back to the mall with you and i think we should go to that store and spend a bunch of money oh i totally say, agree do you girls remember me right but like <laughs> yes girls look at all this like, money i spent probably living somewhere crusty probably old crusty yeah i am always down for a good pretty girl or pretty woman, <laughs> pretty moment. woman moment. yeah yeah you know that's what yes, i, I love oh, yeah. that All right, we're going to have you back on again, but we got to go get some margaritas now. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, guys.